Teens Lead Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Singleton. And as a child of the 80s, I'd love to say queens rule, but they don't. Queens lead. Being a queen means you are worthy to be a leader of people. The guests on our show do exactly that. They are leading the way in their businesses, families, and communities. They're taking their rightful place in the spotlight, leading and inspiring the developing queens in all of us. Welcome to the Queens Lead Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Queen's Lead Podcast. Today, I am joined by my friend, Tina Evans, with Tina Evans Coaching from right here in Oklahoma. Hi, Tina. Hi, Amy. How are you today? I'm doing good. All right. Well, thank you for being our guest and joining us. So let's just dig right in. Tell us all about Tina and how you came to be where you are now. Oh, my goodness. That is quite a journey. I, I, <laughs> Feel like everybody has their own journey. Um, I I do live in Oklahoma. I call this home. And I originally I was born and raised in Colorado. So I, I do still call that home. I say I'm yeah. going home when I visit my mm-hmm. my family there. My entire family is there. I'm we're at in Colorado. I, love I grew it up in Canyon City, Colorado. Okay. Uh, we are famous for the Royal Gorge Bridge. So a yes. lot of people go, oh yeah. it's not a a a big town but um yeah that was that was my home um for 18 years I came to Oklahoma to go to school Mm -hmm. and I left Oklahoma I think two different times and I just kept coming back so (laughs) this this is home I married an Oklahoma boy I'm raising Oklahoma children (laughs) so um yeah here here we are in um in Edmond Oklahoma I have a 16 year old daughter and a 13 year old son so we're in the the teenage years yes gotta help us all I I have to admit though it's not I, I know we're just kind of getting into both being teenagers, but yeah, I, I have to say it's not as bad as I built it up in my mind. I kept thinking right? I was dreading the teenage years <laughs> yeah. heavily. And yes, so I need to knock on something because as soon as I say, yes, not that bad. You, you, something will happen, right? Something's gonna happen. <laughs> no, no, trust me. Every time I think my my uh, 19 and 14 year old boys are like off the chains, I hear someone else telling me stories and I'm like, my kids are angels. My oh, kids are okay. absolutely wonderful. So good. Yeah. No, it's There's great. Just so get a little perspective. Perspective. And yeah, sometimes I know it's, it doesn't sound good at all, but sometimes you're like, you like hearing other people's stories. Cause you're like, okay, yeah, cool. We're, yeah, we're, yeah. Like, no, we're, we're pretty okay. good. Okay. We're, we're doing just fine over here. No problems. No worries. Yeah. We're, we're thankful. Thank you. <laughs> not to, not to judge those other people. Cause they're doing, they're doing life just like exactly. we are, but we all make choices. And sometimes those teenagers don't make the best choices. And that's right. I know. Well, I don't I don't you wish you could best. just upload everything, you know, to their brain, like our parents were wishing they could do for us. It's just a cycle. It just has to happen yes. the way it happens. We're right? so wise. Like, Aren't we? why don't they just we're so Why aren't we in charge of everything? (laughs) (laughs) So what was your degree in and are you, um, are you using it today? That's been a hot topic here lately. Oh, I, I think 
I'm going to say yes, that I am you. I have, I have two degrees because that's me not knowing exactly what I wanted to do. So I came, um, I graduated with a psychology degree because I, I have always been super fascinated and really drawn to human behavior. Like Mm -hmm. why, why I behave the way I do and why you behave and how that correlates with you know, our relationship, uh, personality mm-hmm. assessments. So I thought, yeah, absolutely. Sure. Psychology. That sounds good as a, you know, 19, 19 year old. Um, yeah. And then I realized I did not want to continue school so <laughs> at all. The bachelor's with psychology and went, well, let's go teach English in Germany. So I, I just wow graduated with that degree and decided to go teach. English. So that was one, that was the second time I left Oklahoma was mm-hmm. I left for a year to teach English. And then I came, came back to Oklahoma and that's when I stayed, but I got into the working world. I really always loved marketing and writing. And at that, at that time, like websites were kind of, you know, I I'm, I'm old. Um, so just the digital era was really ramping up and I just thought websites are super cool. So I went back to school. I worked full time and went to night school and finished a, a minor in public relations with a bachelor. So I didn't have too nice. long to go. So I have psychology and public <clears throat> relations, but I really loved the public relations. So I spent the next 15 years working for various nonprofits in their marketing and their communications you know, department and mm-hmm. event planning and um, all kinds of writing and um you know, supporting the fundraising efforts. Yeah. And it was so fulfilling. I really enjoyed it. And I just thought this is where, this is where it's at. And then it wasn't. It was <laughs> it great wasn't until where it, it was wasn't at for me anymore. Yeah. And I got to a place that I just thought, I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. I was in a job that was not the job that I thought I said yes to. I was Mm. not doing the job that was on the job description. And I realized I, I'm getting older and I'm very unhappy and I don't (laughs) want to be unhappy going to my job every single day. And I talked with my husband at that point. And, um, so this was in 2019 and I said, I, I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. I think I want to be, well, I didn't know what I wanted to, I didn't, I didn't have a language for what I wanted to be. I loved speaking. I loved sharing a message, which is what I love to do. Um, working for all the nonprofits was sharing the Mm -hmm. message. Yeah. And so I thought, well, how, okay, how do you be a professional public speaker? I think I literally Googled that. (laughs) I love it. So, you know, all these things popped up and, um, I found a, a a company and it's headquartered here in Oklahoma city called giant worldwide Hmm. and researched and realized that this is it. I want to be certified in their, um, 
in their communication assessment. So to me, it was a personality assessment. It's called the five voices. Mm-hmm. And so here, here I am, I'm circling back around to the psychology aspect of human behavior. And so to me, I feel like I've gone kind of full circle with what I loved about just human behavior, the psychology piece of it, mm-hmm. public relations, sharing a message. And I've wrapped that both of those things up into being a, a coach, being a speaker, uh, being, you know, a facilitator of healthy communication and, and relationships, which is what my, my business is really the foundation of. Wow. Well, (laughs) and how, how did you have like an example of someone in your life that had been self-employed or owned their own business or did something similar, or were you just figuring it all out on your own? I, I didn't have any, you know, family members or even really close friends in my, in my network that I, I looked to or thought they did it. I can do that too. I think Amy, it's really weird. I didn't really set out to start a business or own a business. That was never really in my, my thought process. I didn't know that. I didn't know that's what I was doing. Yeah. Um, I think if I knew that's really consciously what I was doing, I, I, I may not have done it. Cause I think to me, it was very scary. And yeah. I would look at other people and go, wow, I could never do that. That, that is so amazing that they started a business or they went out on their own or they took their skill and they created a business out of it. And I never, I, I always thought I could never do that. So I really think if I would have thought this is what I'm doing, I, I don't think I would have kept going. Yeah. So I'm never going to write a book on how to start a business because <laughs> I didn't know I, that's what I was doing. No, that's exactly what you should do is like start a business without actually knowing you're doing it. That's how you do it. There's like less pressure that way, I guess. I mean, what, what were you calling it? I, I really thought that I just was learning some content, learning, um, like some modalities and some information, getting skilled and trained in just content, just education. And I was just going to go share it with other people. I was going to learn something and then transfer that into, into other people. And I, and I knew people would hire me for that. Like I wanted to get paid for that, Right. but it wasn't until I started really going, Oh, I need, I need a, a name. I need like business cards. I need, you know, an LLC. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I guess yeah. I better do that. Um, uh-huh. So it wasn't, it, it took a while for me to, and then I even was like, well, but this is no big deal. Like, yeah, yeah. I have an LLC, but this is no big deal. Um, so I still have a hard time, even years later, calling myself an entrepreneur, because that's just such a big loaded word for me. Yeah. Yes, I can say I'm a business owner, but um, I'm just, I'm just me, just, <laughs> yeah. just working and um, making making the, the best of the, the world that, that I'm a part of. I'm really just trying to be um, a liberator, a liberator. Like that is, that is a word we use. Um, we liberate other people. And so that's how I approach a lot of what I do. Nice. 
Well, what, so who were your first, like, who were your first few clients and what did those look like compared to what today looks like and who you serve now? I started with people that I knew, I knew, um, which nonprofits, like that was my world for the, you know, Mm -hmm. for the couple of decades prior to. So I reached out to, to those contacts and those networks. And that's where I, I started, um, nonprofits do such great work and it's exhausting work and it can Mm be kind of overcoming with the work. And we forget about sometimes there's people on the other side of that work and that mission. Um, so I really felt a need to, to help them be healthier in their mindset and their, the way they just lead their people every day. Mm -hmm. Honestly, that hasn't changed too much. I still serve a lot of uh, various nonprofits Mm -hmm. and it's, I'm kind of also leaning more toward uh, just different healthcare industries. Um, I'm seeing, Mm -hmm. you know, it's no secret that there's a lot of people being just, just burnout, just exhausted after the last couple of years. So a lot of allied healthcare fields um, Mm -hmm. are, they need, they need liberating. (laughs) Yeah. And so what are they, what are the problems that you hear them saying that they're looking for a solution to when they hire you? Because I've heard this too. I mean, there's a lot of angst with everyone was working from home. Now everyone has to be back. Now our lives are messy. No one's on the same page, especially in a nonprofit. We don't understand our message and how to deliver it and who's doing what and how to communicate internally. I mean, I'm assuming it's a combination of all of this. Uh, what, what's the, what's the main thing that someone comes to you and says, Tina, I've had it. I need you to come in and solve this problem. You, you nailed it. It's, it's a mix of all of that. Um, so, and, and things really have changed in the sense of like, they, they're having to readjust to either coming back to the office or not coming back to the office or a hybrid. And so really everything comes down to communication. It, it starts there. Like that is where all relational conflict comes from is miscommunication. Mm -hmm. And when we are in our stress behavior, so like when we're nervous about coming back to work, or we're not quite sure we hired someone and we've never met them before. And now all of a sudden we're going to be in the same, you know, there's, there's feelings behind that. There's emotions mm-hmm. behind nervousness or just, just of course stress, but mm-hmm. a little bit of fear. Um, so when those stress behaviors get kind of kicked in, then my communication reflects that. And then you may not receive my communication except being like, well, she's a jerk. Um, yeah. So all of a sudden you've got this conflict happening and it just happens. It's just communication. So then our relationship is kind of on the riff, um, which then affects our, our execution. Like we're not working, you know, in, in correlation with each other. And so it's just, it's kind of like this flywheel of if we don't have good communication, our relationships are not healthy we're not executing um, on the right um, tasks because we're kind of spending time being angry. Yeah. Um, so really, it all boils down to how we how we communicate 
with each other, that's where I always start because that's generally where the problem begins. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's without them understanding that's the pain point, oftentimes that's that's what it is. It's we yeah. just we need to be able to communicate with each other and understand. And that's kind of the the personalities. We have to know ourselves. So we can lead ourselves first and then we can lead others, but we have to know who is on the other side of the table mm-hmm. and that takes time. Um, and if some people aren't willing to just give that time, they just want to get going. Just, just here's the job. Now go do it. Mm-hmm. That works for some people that doesn't always work for every personality. There, there needs to be some some support there, some, you know, I need to have a relationship. I, I'm mm-hmm. a people person. I like to, to have a relationship. Yeah. So is that where you always start is kind of assessing everybody's personality to see like, who's in which group here? <laughs> yes, there, there is a, um, a, a free version of five voices, which is the communication um, trait assessment. Um, so mm-hmm. we can, we can kind of pinpoint, okay, this is where you, your strengths are. Um, it's, it's a really robust assessment in the sense of it's not just put you in a bucket and put you in a bucket. Um, it's, it really paints a holistic picture about who everyone is. So we start there. There's also a team assessment available that really addresses where each individual, I mean, it's anonymous, so it creates this report, um, a, a whole report, but where they feel the pain points are. It could be communication, it could be relationships, it could be alignment. Um, so then we, we look at this report and go, okay, 87% of your team members are saying communication is awful, you know, so mm-hmm. let's start there. Or, um, so there are various assessments that we start with because we wanna start with real data. You know, what's, yes. what's the data behind um, your, your team, your, um, your productivity? Mm-hmm. And then what do you do with that information? Once you've kind of assessed that, then what's the next step? It's figuring out the priorities. So, you know, maybe this is the area that we want to focus on. And that is where we, we spend our time um, either and then it's, it's customizable. So it could be one-on-one coaching. It could be a whole team coaching. Um, I really believe that everyone needs to, to have access to the same information because mm-hmm. we create a common language. Like as soon as you have this common language, now everyone understands, but if just the leaders or just the managers or the, you know, the mid-level are going to the conferences and hearing one thing, then they have to bring it back and share it. And that they get back to their office and like, I don't have time to share what I just learned at this conference. Well, that's yeah. what I do is I make sure everyone hears the same information. We're all on the same page when it comes yes. to, so like, if I would say, Hey, Amy, what's your peace index today? you're not going to know how to answer that because you've never heard of the peace index, but we want everyone to know what the peace index is so they can answer it. Mm, Okay. No. So I love that you're talking about getting everyone on the same page because even in our marketing, when we take on a new client for 
their business messaging uh, consultation and their branding, we tell them it is very important that everyone from the C-suite to the janitor and the barista in your building understands and knows this language. They understand and know the, and I hate to use the mission values, those type, whatever placeholder you want to use for that company, Mm -hmm. they have to understand what they're doing it all for. And I'll take that a step further and say that uh, a genius that I follow, Donald Miller is an author um, that talks a lot about branding and marketing and um, has been one of our partners for a couple of years now. He will say, You can't just say, especially as a nonprofit, you can't just say, well, our mission is to feed the children of Oklahoma city. (laughs) Okay, great. We're going to feed people, but what are those actual numbers? We want to feed 1000 children every single month over the next five years, because kids in Oklahoma shouldn't have to go hungry. We have to have actual data points on what we're, we're going toward, what the team is reaching toward, not just because if it's just this broad Mm -hmm. statement, like we have this goal to feed the kids of Oklahoma city. Well, well, great. But what does that mean? What are our goals and when, how many kids do we need to have fed by when what's our next goal? What's our next goal. And so everybody's on that same page, speaking the same language, working toward the same goal. That's when companies, especially nonprofits begin to get on that same page and start gelling, you know? Yes. I I love that analogy because it's, it's true. It's, you have to have this big overarching, you know, goal. Um, and everyone needs to know their piece of it. Like not Mm -hmm. everyone's in the nonprofit, not, you know, not everyone's going to do marketing. Not everyone's going to do the finance. Like you have to know your, your role Mm -hmm. in order to create that, that alignment, which then just gets you to the goal. And, and honestly, like, let's get there faster. Um, I know that you take, take time and be, be smart, but if we're all working in alignment, we're going to get there faster. Yeah. Yeah. And if you take that person who feels, you know, maybe that, that finance person who's stuck in a dark office all day, just going over spreadsheets, if they understand that they are working toward feeding a thousand children a month, every single month, that gives them something to get excited about and go, you know, I'm doing this for a purpose, not just because I work here, you know, like I'm part of this team too, even if I'm not the one serving the meal or whatever that action is so important for them Mm -hmm. to understand their value in that place. Purpose. I mean, that is, that's a really good word. Like, do I have purpose? Like, am I getting out of bed every day because I'm excited to go look at those spreadsheets, I would say absolutely no, but I'm grateful for those people that say absolutely yes. Um, yes. <laughs> you know, so we all have our own purpose. And um, my huge mission is to have everybody jump out of bed every day and go, yes, I'm excited to get out of bed and go do what I am meant to do. Yes. Yeah, that, that is a... Um a very freeing place to be. Yes. Finally. I have been on the other side of not wanting to get out of bed and go do what I was supposed to do. Um, so it's, it's a wonderful freeing feeling to, to want to, to go do what you've chosen to do. Yeah. Which is not what society would want us to do all the the time. time. (laughs) Uh, so, um, Tell us about, um, tell us about some of the mistakes that you, that you made that maybe other people could avoid as you were building this, 
business that we didn't know was quite a business yet. And now it's obviously become quite, quite a thing of its own. Uh, what are some of the things you wish you'd known or mistakes you made? Well, I, I, I do, I do think it probably was a mistake that I didn't exactly know what I was doing at first. I mean, I, I joke that it was probably a blessing, but honestly, I look back and go, I might've, I might've wasted a little bit of time trying to, trying to figure it out. Um, but I've learned to be okay with that. And that I was where I was supposed to be, um, mm -hmm. during that time. Um, so I think, um, there I pushed back on a lot of some of the really great advice <laughs> that I was hearing. You know, all, I, I, I dove into everything in the beginning, webs, uh, web, uh, web webinars, podcasts, books, um, free trainings. Like I was, I was just engulfed in all this stuff, mm -hmm. but I think I got too engulfed in it, which kind of froze me from action. Yeah. So I learned the hard way. I, I think that I just, I just felt like I needed to have all this information and all this knowledge and all of this mm -hmm. great information in my head before I could actually go do something. And that's not true. Guilty. It's not true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've been so guilty of that. <laughs> I think, I think there's, you know, there's like a saying like paralysis and the, oh, I don't know. There's, there's yeah. just analysis paralysis. That's it going over it and over it and over and That's learning it. and learning and learning. Yeah. Yes. You get into it. You get into something on your own and you're like, okay, I'm going to read every business book there is. Don't get me wrong. I still read business. Books. Yeah. I still, yeah. but now I'm so busy taking action on what I learned from the previous books. I don't have as much time to read anymore. And that's actually kind of a good thing, right? Because it, like you said, if you just continue to read and have to have that perfect plan, yeah. I wanted to know my next 10 steps. I needed to know my next 10 steps. I needed to know how it was going to turn out. I needed to know, was this website I was building look like crap or not? I, I had to know, and you can't know. You just have to take that next step and, yes. and do it scared and trust that there's going to be solid ground there every freaking time you lift that foot because that's the way it has to be, right? Yes. It, it, explaining that to someone else is like us trying to explain something to our teenagers that we've learned the hard way. You know, I just don't know that yes. there's a way around it. Uh, but taking action on what you've learned is, is everything. That's the only way we move forward. It, it is. And it doesn't, it doesn't have to be perfect. And I, I thought it had to be perfect. Well, what was perfect? I mean, I was defining perfection. Nobody right. else was de defining perfection, Yeah. but in my mind, nothing, it wasn't perfect. So I couldn't, I couldn't post that. I couldn't, put that out. Mm -hmm. I couldn't share that. I couldn't go talk to people because I wasn't quite sure, you know, my elevator speech or I'm yeah, like, yeah. Um, and once I finally just started to go and, you know, I listened, I finally listened to the people and be like, just, it doesn't have to be perfect. Just put something, just go take yeah. one step, which yeah. then that one step left to, you know, it led me to go another one and then another one. Um, so I, I feel like I went really slow. Um, cause it was just me. Yeah. I didn't, you know, I didn't have a team of people going, come on, Tina, you can do this. Um, I mean, I think I did, if I would have asked for it, I did have right. people cheering me on, but they weren't in my office with me going, mm -hmm. what are you going to do today? Are you, are you going to yeah. do something today? <laughs> yes. 
Girl, I know you've cried at your desk. I cry at this one all the time. Even today, like all the time, even with the team, I still cry all the time. It's, it's a lonely place to be. Yes, we, we need, or I need, I need people. I need a community. And I, and I am so grateful that I've created one. Like I, there's so many people I could text right now and be like, I'm stuck. I need, I need some help. And they would help me in a heartbeat, but it, it is still different in the sense. Like I, I get up and I walk to my office in my own house, you know, there there's, um, and I love it. I'm, I'm not, um, I don't want to sound like I'm complaining. It's just, this is the, the reality that I've built for myself. And I, I need, I need to reach out to other people more. Yeah. Have you, um, have you had some, like a mentor or someone who's really kind of just led you along or been, been there with you? I have at different points. Um, there, there, I really believe that people just came into my life Mm -hmm. in the time that I needed them. So I can't really say that I've had this long-term, you know, years long mentorship. Mm -hmm. Um, but but there were those people that just all of a sudden I met them at a networking event and they were exactly what I needed at that, in that point in time, which has led to a, a relationship. But, Mm -hmm. um, I have just been astounded at, I meet people when I think I needed them. Yeah. Yeah. They come into your life. That's awesome. Uh, excuse me. So tell me a little bit about, um, maybe one of your favorite clients. What's a great, uh, story that, you know, someone came to you with this problem and now their life looks like this. Those, those are the best. Um, yeah. The ones that actually take action on what you teach them. (laughs) Yes. Um, it was an, an individual, um, woman that has her own uh, business and she was super overwhelmed with all the different hats. You know, we all have our hats of a, mm-hmm. a, a mom, a wife, business owner, a community volunteer in so many different levels. And um, she was just overwhelmed and very ready to just kind of throw, <laughs> throw it all in. Yeah. Um, so just working with her on where she found her purpose, like what really drove her, what were the things she felt like she thought she had to do and what are the things that she could let go and the timing Mm. behind that. Um, So just watching almost like her shoulders just raise up, you know, because we can just kind of physically show that we're exhausted, but just watching when she just kind of rose up um, from recognizing she was in control of what she said yes to and what she said no to, um, Mm. it, that is one of the best things about coaching someone to, to reach a new level that they, they didn't know that they could be at. Mm, Nice. Well, what are some of those things that we can give up and how do we choose and say no 
Because I know I started off this year saying, this is the year of yes. And I said, yes, Mm -hmm. like a thousand times. And then like by February, I was going, this is the year of no, this is nope, 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 no more, no, no more yeses. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's just a blanket statement. So, so how did you, um, how did you coach her through that? Like, how can we decide? Sometimes it gets real practical in like, well, let's, let's just, let's just make a list of everything that takes up your day. And, and I don't necessarily mean like, well, I, I got to go grocery shopping. I've got it. Yeah. It's more like the, the, the big responsibility. So, you know, I'm volunteering for this event or my children's school and I'm PTO and like, you know, kind of the big things that you have said mm-hmm. yes to that have a long-term commitment or a time responsibility behind it. Um, and we can kind of take it in different, different circles. So there's, if we look at our life in like five different circles, um, self, like, you know, of course there's so much, we have to take care of ourselves. And I know there's so much discussion out there about recharge and refreshing and taking time for ourselves. Well, where does that time go? What are we saying yes to when it comes to ourselves? And then mm-hmm. our family, what, what have we said yes to for our family? And like, for me, I, I, I say, I, I said yes to a lot of my kids' activities, but I love it. Like I would never say no to my daughter, not playing soccer or my son playing baseball. I spend a lot of my time on some kind of field. Yes. And I love it. It's so time consuming, but I love saying yes to that. Um, so, and then it goes to our, our, our team, our, our business, and then our organization and then our community. So if we look at our life in kind of five different areas, what falls into those for us and what maybe do we feel compelled to do, but we don't have to do those things or Mm -hmm. what kind of pressure are we putting on ourselves to, to do those when nobody else is putting pressure on ourselves? I think if we're honest with ourselves, a lot of the pressure and this need to keep going with some, something it comes from inside. It doesn't come from outside. Yeah. So that's kind of a big, a big way to, to approach it without getting into the details. But, um, I, I love the concept of, and it, you know, it's not new, it's not mine, but when we say yes to something, we're saying no to something. So if I'm mm-hmm. saying yes to being on a ball field, watching my, my children, I'm excited about that, but I might be saying no to going out with friends. Um, so mm-hmm what are we saying no to? And should, is, should that be our yes instead of the other thing? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It really taking the time to sit down and write it down instead of trying to keep it all in our head, I think is is the first step. I mean, I have a huge whiteboard where I just have to puke stuff out sometimes, even though everything in my life is digital. I'm like, sometimes I just got to get that stuff out and write it all down. Then you can start editing, you know, you can start like, what is really, what's really taking up my time? What I really have to do versus, you know, what do I want to do? And some, yeah. And sometimes we need to bring other people in to go, I'm thinking about saying no to this. Help me talk through, 
almost, you know, the consequences to use a big yes. word. Um, yeah. Like what are the consequences of me saying no? Or like, if I've been asked to, to say yes to the PTO for the seventh time, what if I say no? Yeah. What's Someone else is going to say yes. Um, That's it. So <laughs> just asking, yeah, asking for help and then accountability. Cause if we're, if we have a tendency to just say yes, like, sure, I do that. Yes. I, you know, or I, I know I have an issue with FOMO. So like, if I say no, then I might be missing out mm-hmm. on something that might be fun, that might help my career, that might help my, fa- what am I, I might miss out. So I say yes a lot. Um, but we might, we, you know, my tendency is to say yes, but we also need to recognize that and go, I might need some help when I start feeling that, that yes, that yes is about to come out. I, I need yeah. someone in my corner to go think about that. Let's, let's, let's make sure. That that we need you there true. with a little spray bottle. Of wine. <laughs> like I say to my dog, nope, don't say yes to that. You already told me you're going to say no. We need someone like Tina in our lives with a ruler on the wrist or a spritz bottle being like, girl, you better sit back down. <laughs> I love that. I got spray so, bottles. <laughs> do you? Yeah, good. Put vinegar in them. They're uh, it's awful. Oh, uh, uh, we called that sassy water. Oh, I love it. When my daughter was really young, we yeah we had vinegar water and we would call it sassy water. So I love it. There's a whole story there. there is story, yeah, <laughs> there is a story there. Oh my gosh, I love it. Well, tell the listeners where they can find you if they have a nonprofit organization or if they themselves need individual coaching as a leader. How can they connect mm-hmm. with you and move on uh, to the next stage of their life? Oh, I would love to have a conversation with anyone who's thinking that they would um, just want to to be healthier in their mindset and their influence as, as a leader. So, um, they can go on my website and book a time to just, we'll just chat. We'll take 45 minutes to just chat about you and what you want to achieve. And if it, if it works for me to come alongside you. So my website is tinaevanscoaching.com and I'm on Facebook and Instagram, also at tinaevans.com and LinkedIn. So um, I would love to just have a conversation and, and get to know any of your listeners a whole lot better. Well, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to join us. Tina. we appreciate you. And if you are looking for individual coaching, coaching for your nonprofit organization and your leaders, go over to tinaevanscoaching.com, follow her on all the socials and uh, start consuming her content because it's good stuff and she will help you move forward. Thank Thank you, you Tina. Thanks for being my guest. And thank you for being a queen healthy.